3: You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Setting out some. The more it stays the same, life is full of small surprises. It's a never ending day. If nothing is impossible, but
2: you.
4: Unresistible voice there of this week's special guest on Acton Miss Missilla Black. Big welcome to Silla for that little uh, intro. Surprise, surprise! As as the uh, the lady sang there. Absolutely, I think we're all probably reeling in the aftermath of Gary Rowett's departure. Yes, by mutual agreement, dear listeners. Not um, I think one or two last night in the in the heat of the moment we're talking about sackings, but it seems to have been by mutual agreement. As they used to say in the 70s, bands, mu- musical and artistic differences probably came to pass there. Um, now, this is the vo- the voicemail show, one of my favourites of, uh, of what we do now on Dung. So, huge thank you in advance to everybody has sent me in voicemails. But before we begin, I neglected this on last night's emergency pod. That was a case of drop everything, Nick. Halfway through watching some Netflix business, drop everything because you've got an emergency uh, pod to do regarding Gary Rowett. Um, So yeah, anyway, we've got our pundit question. This is punditgames.co.uk. There's a drop-down option to say that you're a Millwall fan, Achtung Millwall listener. If you take that, then the Lions Food Hub gets a benefit from each sale of this wonderful quiz board game. Today's question to give you a bit of a taste of the kind of questions that you get in there. You answer questions on football and get a few in sequence and you score a goal. And that way you beat your opponents. So anyway, today's taster question for you all dear listeners, answer at the end of the show. This is one from the Premier League in the 2000s. This is an elegant Spaniard who made his name at Valencia before moving to Lazio in 2001 for €47 million, euros, making him at the time the sixth most expensive player uh, at that point. He finished his career at Middlesbrough in 2008 and after four years on T side um he uh retired after winning the league cup with them in 2004 so um valencia 230 appearances in la liga 1993 2001 just 20 games for lazio uh 2001 to 2004 a short spell with barcelona on loan 2002 to three and then 62 performances four goals for middlesbrough um, 2003 to 2008, including a League Cup win in 2004. Who was that player, dear listeners? Um, get the more details of this and other questions at punditgames.co.uk. Use the drop down if you're going to buy one. It's great for Christmas, birthdays, and uh, bar mitzvahs, as we've said many a time. Now then, Gary Rowett. Um, we barely knew you for, and <laughs> we did know you actually for after four years. Um, interesting range of emotions online today. I think a lot of us. Probably see uh, the same as Gary said in his post, um, you know, parting statements that it was probably the right time for all concerned. i think there's probably a consensus that that's the case, dear listeners. Um, equally, probably a fairly reflective mood around the the Millwall scene, in my opinion. Um, you know, this 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 whole cliche of uh, be careful what you wish for. Um, Personally, personally, I think he's done a, a huge job with us. When you look at the statistics, since he arrived with us in in October twenty nineteen, so nearly just short of four years, he was with us consistently with finishing in the the, the top half of the championship, which is a historic achievement by Millwall standards. Um, the downside, of course, is on the one hand we are achieving good, um, you know, statistically good performances by Millwall standards. The the downside of it is that the pulsating excitement of the den has gone uh, walkabouts. It's gone off down Hilderton Road and caught the bus into somewhere else. Who knows? Peckham or somewhere. Um, and that's the problem. That's been the problem for a while now. You know it. We know it. I think probably Gary Rowett knows it. Um, so, yeah, there it is a re- reflective mood, I think, amongst the, the Mill support. No one's really too sure who we're going to get as our next step in the... Uh, the story of Millwall. But anyway, let's open up with our voicemails, dear listeners. Let's have a quick listen to the first one, which is from Craig Jones, which actually probably sums up where I'm at with this. So take it away, Craig.
5: Holy shit. Um, wow. In fact, that was the first thing I said when I saw the news break, that Rowett is mutually agreed to part company with Millwall football club. Um, Something says to me that he's probably seen the writing on the wall and has decided to walk. Um, Certainly from a position where I know we are not a club that sacks or gets rid of managers with gay abandon like Watford do. But, yeah, this is... Very odd not not like any of us were not expecting it you know we, we we've all been pontificating about how like the football has not been great, the home form has been terrible since i think we could say from the moment that we lost one nil to Huddersfield last season um, even thinking about the inconsistency of of our performances and how dreary it's been and how. Insipid at times we've been um the last game I we went to Plymouth Way we actually played pretty well in the second half, but first off, we were all over the shop, um certainly even my mates who watched it with could could tell that there was something not quite right with the way that we were set up and that we were still really negative and the pragmatism of of Rowett's game really was beginning to hurt. Um, and also talk about how he's pre-peaked the first, after the first half against Blackburn last season. Was that his Everest? Was was that it for him? And it was just downhill from there. And yeah, there's loads of other factors and John Berrelson tragically passing away. But you've, you've got to think that he could tell. If the fans are starting to si- si- sing about you saying your football is shit... That is not a good sign that it's going to last very long for you after that. And now you need to think about, you know, how moved on and, believe me, yeah, the football has been pretty awful. You need to respect the fact that he's done a fantastic job with us. He turned us around when No Harris fell on his sword and, and decided, right, this is, this is enough for me. maybe that that was even at the back of his mind, potentially, that he was thinking that I I need to move on before it starts getting really, really bad. Um, And, you know, he's, he's changed us from being a team looking over our shoulders, thinking we could get relegated. We need to put all men behind the ball. And actually, no, we still do that anyway. But we need to try and turn us in turn us into a team that are looking up and thinking we need to be in the top half. And that is what he has done. He's established us as a competitive championship side. Last season was our chance to be in the playoffs and I thought we may be able to keep that ball rolling, but that clearly knocked the stuffing out of a lot of the, lot of the players and maybe even Rawitt himself. But it's yeah I don't really know who we could, who we would sign who would sign as our New manager, I know John Eustace has been mentioned, Kevin Muscat, I, I think we just need to not think about Kevin Muscat, we've got this allure of Muscat because he's a Millwall type player, but is he going to be the Millwall type manager, is he going to be the kind of manager that's actually going to cause more fist fights in the dressing room than he is, um, going to get us to play good football, I don't know, but I think we'll be going for someone that's more established in the Championship Saw Chris Wilder being mentioned. Uh, I really hope we don't go for Nathan Jones. No, thank you. Uh, who else could there be? I, I don't really know. A lot of people say, be careful what you wish for, but
2: honestly, I think
5: ev- the last two managers we've had, Neil Harris and Rowett, have been positive steps forward, but they've reached the ceiling. They've hit the ceiling, and we need to just... Except that we, we are going to be a team that are going to hopefully have a manager that is going to want to be at our club because we are an attractive club for an out of work football manager to be working under we've got they we would have a good relationship with our chairman we're a very stable club yeah the budget isn't great, but in terms of the culture and the environment of the club it's very good. You've got some fantastic players who are currently there plus coming through the youth system. And and to have Imaku and Essay as players that you can mould and and use their qualities in a positive manner will, I don't doubt, would inspire a lot of managers as well. The one thing that he will, he or she, you don't know, um, will want to do is sort out our defence, we really need to sort out the defence and how we play the formation we play and being able to actually use the crowd like they should do you know, there's only so much slow, plodding football we can deal with, certainly at the Den but Ball's in your court Steve Kavanagh and James Berrelson, let's see what happens
4: Yes indeed Ball is in the court of King Kavanagh um, let's see what we get. I'm just looking at uh, this is a post by Frankie Christo. Um, there's others around, and the odds can vary, obviously, from bookmaker to bookmaker. But this this looks like a par list of um, runners and riders in the, in the Millwall race listeners. So this is from Frankie, next manager, uh, Millwall manager odds. Kevin Musket favourite on this list, four to one. Kevin Musket, John Eustis, uh, the ex-Birmingham manager, five to one. Neil Warnock eights, Carl Robinson tens, Frank Lampard twelve to one, Nathan Jones twelve to one, Adam Barrett who will be taking us up to Preston on Saturday, and has managed the club before, of course, isn't he, Adam, and been the number two to to uh, Gary Rowett for some time, and then sixteen to one, Steve Morrison, Hornchurch's manager. Um, that will be quite a career move, wouldn't it, from Cardiff to Hornchurch and then back to Millwall if that came off tomorrow. Not sure that Morrow's quite got the um, the managerial um, depth yet. Um, for me, I mean, Musket is going to. I mean, just reading through the posts online, listeners, he attracts a lot of Millwall fans, and we will remember him. Maybe younger listeners don't. I don't know, but I think for the most part, the demographic of our show will remember Kevin Musket very, very well. And yes. Read his read his Wikipedia page, listeners. You know, um, twelve red cards in his career. I can't remember how many hundred um, yellow cards. We all remember him as a you know as a kind of a barely contained lunatic at times on on the football pitch. We've seen the the YouTube reels of him in Australia where he practically assaults a guy. Um, we've all seen seen him at the Den. He was he was beloved at the Den. Because also what came with Kevin Muscat was the uh, you know the the, the kind of uh, screw loose kind of quality shall we call it you know what I mean by that listeners um, but also he's a very good player and I think that's something that does get missed in the the word the names Kevin Muscat because everyone immediately latches onto the downside of Kevin Muscat the thing with Kevin Muscat was yes that was all there. And that if there's going to be one ground in a country where that's going to make you beloved, it's going to be Zampa Road, the den. But he was also a very, very good player. He's also worked in Australia with Ange Postaglou, Postaglou uh, the new Spurs manager, and has uh, clearly you know, has, has done, achieved something in, in Japan. He's won some trophies there. He would be a risk, listeners. How much of a risk would he be? Would are the other club in the mood for that kind of risk are they going to back another Aussie? It seems to be the moment for Australians in in the game in this country. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't want that decision. Um, but Kevin Musket is favourite on on Frankie's list here, followed by John Eustace, who's done well at, at Birmingham. Is whether he's going to be a fit for Millwall or not, of course, Musket does bring that knowledge of the club, which um, you know, as as the uh, as the cliche has it, he knows the club. Warnock, I personally think you can put, should put Warnock out of your, your mind. I think he's, you know, it'll he, be a short-term appointment at best. Carl Robinson, oh, this is not turning me on. noise is Frank Lampard. Nathan Jones is banded around again. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And Adam Barrett and Steve Morrison, um, outsiders in the race. Take your pick. I mean, Musket from that group is probably the the dangerous choice. And I've always had a bit of a Weakness, foible, listeners, for the dangerous choice at crucial moments of my life. It's, it's caused me an untold misery on occasions, but I can't resist it. I'm off to the flame and all that malarkey. Anyway, on to the next voicemail. This one's from Lawrence Binney. Thanks for calling in, uh, Lawrence.
1: Hi, Nick. Um, Lawrence here, a second-time caller. Um, yeah, I mean, blimey. Didn't expect it to happen like this. Um, quite odd timing, Coming up to the uh, just after the, the well, the tail end of the international break, um, I'm not entirely sure why the club have decided to do it now. Um, perhaps Gary Rowett has his eyes um, on the West Brom job, which I noticed that he is now uh, very, very short odds to take on. Um, something hasn't seemed right with Gary for a while, let's be honest. Um, I think he probably wanted to go in the summer, um, may have been persuaded to stay, um, probably with promises of, of backing, which we did see, to be fair, he was backed considerably this summer, again, two summers in a row now. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm left with a kind of a feeling of um, uh, magnanimity, I guess, um, I think I've, I've softened now that I know he's gone. I think he did a very solid very solid job while he was here consolidated uh our club at this level um in a way that I don't think any any manager really has since the 90s. I don't really include McGee and Wise in that because they inherited a fantastic squad but you know Rowett inherited a, a mediocre squad and turned it into a into a very competitive outfit. Um on the plus side I am looking forward to what the future may bring, hopefully a more positive style of football especially at the Den. Um and yeah we move on. I do wonder what what Gary's legacy will be because he's not you know he's he's not got us promoted he's not not got us to the playoffs but he has done what what no mill manager has has been able to do for a very long time which is to turn us into a uh, a solid championship outfit. And for that I think for that I'll, I'll always be very very grateful to him for what he's done here. Cheers Nick. Bye.
4: Thank you Lawrence. Yeah, West Brom job. Don't know about that. Um I've no inside track on that at all listeners as you would appreciate. The first thought with that would be if that meant that Jed Wallace would become disgruntled under Gary Rowett's return and would consider coming back to the Den on loan. That would be a wonderful thing. I don't know how you feel listeners but I would consider that a great outcome. They get Gary Rowett and maybe we get Jed back. That's that's my my realm of fantasy that I inhabit. Um, the magnanimous view. I, I, I like that that turn of phrase, Lawrence. I do think mag, mag, magnanimity is the order of the day. Um, he's done a good job with us, really, Gary. I, I, I will always um, wish for more exciting football, but um, he's judged on his league position and results and for us to achieve top half finishes consistently for the last four years that he was here i think it was one season where we didn't but for the most part that's where our expectation is that we lie now in the hierarchy of the championship is a pretty good pretty good turnout no he didn't um he didn't win us um any any baubles and come the big game situations um his team's folded rather so uh and they've also produced some awful awful um games on occasion but that's um that's that's being churlish um, but yeah, let's, let's say uh, let's not be beastly to 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 Gary Rowett. Um, legacy, we'll we'll see. Really, I, I think the legacy is the fact we have the um, the potential to have a really good side. He never really was one for playing the youngsters, was he? Or playing the the talent? All this business of you got to earn your place, old school. Um, that's something I do hope changes under uh, a Other, whoever it is that comes in. Uh, to take over. Let's go now to Jim Littler.
2: Hello, Nick. It's Jim, line J, nineteen seventy-one. Uh, finally got my wish tonight. Marrett's uh, done well in terms of stabilising the club. Obviously, the past few years, we all know that. But he reached his limit some time ago. Anyone who was up at Wigan last year and Hull, Huddersfield, Blackburn, so many games last season where we just didn't turn up and. You can criticise the players, but ultimately it comes down to him as a manager. He couldn't get the players up for big games. The capitulation last year, we we didn't make the playoffs and Rowett's got to take the blame for that at the end of the day. So, for one, I am delighted that he's gone. All these people saying, who are we going to get in? Well, yeah, Muscat, give him a go. Why not? It can't be any worse. Get Harris in alongside him as number two. That way you've got a defensive manager and attacking-minded number two. If not, then you know, you've know you got people like Michael Beal, you've got Nathan Jones, there's a number of people out there that will play better football than Rowett has done, simple as that. We've got so many good young players and all we need is someone who can throw him in there, mix it with a bit of the experience that we've got and there's no two ways about it. We'll be a better team for it. We got as far as we could go with Rowett and You know, good luck to the fella. He'll probably turn up somewhere else and he'll he'll ruin their club in terms of atmosphere and defensive football. But yeah, he stabilised us, but we've moved on. We're a better and bigger club than we were four or five years ago. So, you know, thank him a little bit for that. But the time was right. Time, Time was right ages ago. So delighted tonight, mate. Absolutely delighted. Cheers, Nick. Bye.
4: It's nice to hear so many happy voices on the show, Jim. Um, I had to laugh at going and ruin, ruin someone else's club. Yeah, go and ruin West Brom or, or Derby or some. Burton Albion. R- r- ruin them, Gary. Um, yeah, the atmosphere has not been great for some time. Um, Musket and Harris is a. <laughs> we certainly wouldn't want for um, enthusiasm around at Den, would we, with those two? Whether Neil Harris sees himself as a number two or not is, is the question. Um, he's, he's obviously managed. Pretty well, really, at Gillingham recently, um, sacked in odd circumstances down there in Medway. But um, I would think, and I don't know, I don't speak for Neil Harris, I would think he'd see himself as a number one rather than a number two. But anyway, we'll see. Um, just looking at the moment, talking about former players, and I'm not sure whether we should be fixated on former players or not. Listeners, what do you think? I'm a bit wary of it, but I'm just looking at Steve Morrison. This is on the dot uh, uk um talking about the the traits the attributes required to be a middle manager it sounds very much like a pitch to be manager um S- steve this is uh um, saying here that a- any potential uh, manager needs to be a strong character who gives the fans something to enjoy watching and i go along 100 percent with that um he says they just need to be themselves they need to be strong characters they need to be someone that can deal with the pressure from the fans there's lots of people that wilt under that pressure, that's that's for sure. They don't go on to be a success at that football club, at Millwall. They do go on elsewhere and do really well. Um, as I say, it reads very much like Morrow is pitching for the job and who can who can blame him? Um, let's have the listen now to, to Matt Webb. Take it away, Matt.
0: Hi, Nick. Matt Webb here. Um, for my voice note regarding the uh, departure of... Um, am I surprised? No. Am I shocked? No. I think the rain was on the wall since um, the Norwich game. If I'm brutally honest with you, when the performance led to his outburst of in the press conference, basically. Attacking the fans. I think once you've once you've done that, that's sort of like, you know, you're in a you're in a downward spiral really of trying to get his well trying not be a manager of the football club. But I look at it from this angle. Have we improved since or well, when we appointed him? 100%. You can't fault the man for finishing in the top half albeit if the uh, performances weren't the best, he knew how to grind a result out. So we have to thank him for that. I also think you got to realize is that when he came to the club, he had a bit of a bad, bad spell at uh, Stoke, and he needed to basically get his rep, his managerial rep back to uh, a standard where he could personally achieve more whether that would have been with Millwall or in this case now another club so it was you know he has done well for us and I thank him for that and so now Millwall need to find figure out which manager now or which coach can take us up to the higher level of uh, the championship, and even into the Premier League. So that's a nice little project for the recruitment team.
4: Big thank you to Matt. Sorry to chop half of the um, recording that you sent me, Matt, just as a tip for anyone, actually, but it went all muffled. I think possibly you had your um, your your finger or some part of the sleeve or something like that over the microphone, the mo- microphone generally speaking on any uh, smartphones at the bottom of the phone, and the ideal recording listeners, the ideal recording leaves that free, um, but you don't talk straight into it, you want to talk just off of it, because otherwise you get plosives, which is that when you get you say the B's and the P's and you get the breath sound, so big uh, thank you to Matt for that, I had to chop it mate, it wasn't really easy to listen to, I'm just looking at a list here published by Mill History listeners, uh, Gary Rowett's place in the Millwall story in terms of longest serving managers, eighth 8th longest serving manager uh, behind um, some classic names here, Bob Hunter, Benny Fenton, Charlie Hewitt, Kenny Jacket, Neil Harris, Mick McCarthy, Jules Graham, and Gary Rowett were just short, just shy of four years that he was at the Den. Um, yeah, the, the, the I, I do agree with you there, uh, Matt, about the Norwich game. It was a big turning point. I do wonder really how much of his heart was in the summertime, and there's been quite a few comments and um, you know moments across the summer about players not being fit, um, choices of of, of of tactics, and you do wonder whether a sense of not being totally, totally on on his game and being managerially by Gary Rowett has fed through to the squad and now. I think it is the right time to go. But anyway, big thank you to Matt, and um, let's move along now. Let's just have a listen. Next up to Graham Payne. Let's have us in the Graham. Hello, Nick.
6: Uh, Graham Payne here with, with just some thoughts on Rowick leaving. Yeah, when it initially broke, you know, last night, I was surprised and, to be honest, a bit shocked that it had happened so close to Saturday's game. But having had you know a bit of time to think about it, I think. Probably row you know. He's spent some time at home during this international break. He's probably had discussions with his wife, and and uh, he's come back. And then he's he's obviously been thinking, and and he's obviously decided that he's he's had enough of you know the situation, the the, the crowd obviously more or less turning on him, um, living away from home, and I think he's just gone into the the club yesterday and. Said, you know, I've had enough, and it was obviously decided to part ways, and that's why I think it's happened so close to the game on Saturday. I mean, we spoke on the pod after the Swansea game, and both of us said that I think it was time for him to go. But with the result at Plymouth and and the whole draw second half performance uh, better, I didn't see it happening for a while. You know, if I'm honest, I thought. You probably see the season out, and there'll probably be a change in the summer. But obviously, he's decided no. Now's the time. And looking back, yeah, he'll go down. You know, as one of our better managers, just for, for the reason that he's he stopped the yo yo between the championship and the first first division, and, and and turned us into an established top half championship team. Yes, the football at times, well, most of the time, has not been great. I go back to when he first come in and that first season, he it, it, it was better, you know, up until the COVID break. And when he came back, it changed from there for me, whether that was because of Callum Davis going, I mean, there's a lot said about that. I don't know, but it, the football was never the same after we come back after the COVID break. And yeah, we you know, a couple of times we nearly got in the playoffs and I think last season, you know, that was the one we should have got in the playoffs and I personally said um that, he, you know, I think he should have gone in the summer after the Blackburn game. I think he'd, he'd taken the club as, as far as he could then. Um Yeah, so looking at the, you know, who was going to succeed him, I really... You know, I haven't got a first choice in in, in my mind at the moment. I, I'd like to see you, you know, who they see as the front runners first, but um, I certainly would have liked to have seen Adam Barrett and the other Paul Robinson go with him, and I would have preferred Nugent and our Paul Robinson, as I call him, in temporary charge for Sat for Saturday at Preston, but. um I don't know how long this is going to take. Obviously, we've got another game on Tuesday, so I can't see anyone being in charge before the Blackburn game, unless they they have got someone lined up. I personally don't think they have. I think this has happened this week. I think Rowett has decided this week he's had enough, and they've they've parted ways. So, well, let's hope they. You know, it's an important decision, and let's hope they get the right right this time. Like they did with Rowett, in some respects, it was the right appointment at the time after Neil Harris. So, but obviously, it's a different chairman this time. But let's hope we um, we get it right. Come on, you Lions!
4: Yeah, different chairman, Graham. I I I agree. We we said this on the emergency pod that we did last night. It's a massive moment, a huge, huge, um, you know, split of the of, of the river, so to speak. We can go one way. Or the road, that's a better analogy. The road goes one way or the other here. It's gonna be interesting to see what James Berrelson has in mind for the football club. Um it seems to have been a mutual decision there was quite an extensive statement which would have taken a while to get those quotes, you know, together and agreed and, and all the rest of it. So um I, I know what you mean about the suddenness of it and the going away with his family. I I think that's been an important part. He mentioned his family in the uh, the post norwich um fallout and ill judged i think um by by common consent but um the impact of living away from home i think i've just read somewhere on i don't know if it's on one of the whatsapps or on on twitter listeners but um his, his boy was 11 when he started at millwall he's now 15 and those are huge four years in any 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 kids development aren't they so not to be around on a regular basis for that can't be easy um, that's that's the price of football um, it's not a, a, a sport or a business as we should call it that is easy on families you know you see that I was totally different level I was watching the Beckham documentary that's on Netflix and even at that level you know the the toing of throwing the moving from place to place country to country in Beckham's case but you know um, it takes its toll on any family trying to have a normal regular family life that can't have been easy on Gary Rowett here um, I suppose football-wise, the, the the signs are on the wall for, for some time. For me, I think going into this season, the fact that our defence still rests on Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace, and had he been fit, uh, Sean Hutchinson, is probably the biggest criticism, I think, that we can level at um, the club. Um, that would include Gary Rowett, because that's largely Neil Harris's defence back in, in League One. And the best team's... The best teams are ruthless. The best teams adapt, and the best teams, you know, kill their darlings. They they move their, their their names along at the right time. We've never been terribly good at that at the Den, and I think maybe that's the um, that's the, the the downside of where we're at. But that said, as as you've said there, Graham, and as others have said, he's raised our level. He's raised our expectation. Whether that's a realistic expectation, I don't know. There was a comment made on the YouTube. Um, feed when you stick a podcast on, on online now they also post it on YouTube and someone not a Millwall fan, I don't know which club he supported this chat, but he said you should all give you, your heads a wobble with um I think by that he meant that um there's a sense of over over expectation on, on what is a relatively small time small resourced club at Millwall. So I think that's what Neil said a few times about the um you know the the, the over <laughs> Uh, unrealistic expectations that uh, sometimes you see online. Let's take a listen now to Jim Hackett. Let's have a listen to Jim. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the
3: place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.
1: Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing
2: homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A
4: voicemail.
3: Well, Nick, uh, Jim Hacker here. After a night of thinking about the, the route situation and, and where we go next... I'm disappointed. I think um, if he was going to go, he probably should have gone at the end of the season after the Blackburn game. He didn't, therefore. We're sort of a third of the way through, or not even a third, probably a quarter of the way through this season. And and during the international break, there's something obviously gone on that's, that's pissed him off, maybe pissed the club off, and uh, they've uh, agreed to part ways, if that's the right term to use. I think it's probably on his terms because... I can't see the the club having sacked him. You know, they, they would have done it earlier. So, however he goes, he's gone. Um, I'm disappointed because as as much as he gets criticised, he's also kept us pretty stable for the last couple of years. And um, at times we have looked good. At times we look terrible, but at times we look good. And and it was certainly a forward movement from the days of uh, Neil Harris and even Kenny Jackett. You know, we've, we've pushed on as a club. We're now expecting... A little bit of success when in reality you look at our squad and the, the costs and everything we put into it then, you know, I think Real's done a decent job and and it's a shame he's gone this way, but at least it didn't linger and linger and linger. So, you know, let's see where we go next as for replacing him. I think um I'm not convinced that our our hierarchy, our top table group of uh, the knowledge or the experience to actually appoint somebody who fits the club. Whether there are people out there that do fit the club, I don't know. But given the choice, I think for me, I couldn't even think of one of them. I think off the top of my head, you've got Nathan Jones, Wilder, um, everybody has gone about Warnock, Kevin Muscat, unproven. But whoever they go with, I think he's going to get a honeymoon period of about two games. And then maybe we'll all realise that that Raoul wasn't such a bad option after all. But he's gone. Um, I've been involved in clubs before where... A manager's gone, been sacked, walked away, whatever. And everybody for the first couple of days is a bit giddy and the expectation, it's like getting a new girlfriend, everybody's expectations there. And as soon as it happens, you actually realise that what you had wasn't as bad as uh, what's going on now. So we'll see where it goes. Hopefully we'll get something at Preston, even if it's a draw, but I'm not convinced that, that where we are at the moment is where we're going to end up. I'd, I'd hate to think that... A poor appointment's coming because you just want the club to to do well and push on from where we are. So good luck, everybody, for Saturday and uh, come on, you Lions.
4: I like that analogy of a new girlfriend, Jim. Um, I think we all know that that, that situation, don't we? Um, yeah, it's been a funny time with Gary Rowe. I, I, I do take the point that um, you should be careful what you wish for. Great, um, great saying. Um, equally you know we have had a funny period I mean it, it, it's a really strange managerial period I was trying to look through the four years earlier on listeners, before I started doing this I thought I might try and get a few talking points from the four years that um, you know that Rowett's been with us and I suppose the main the main sense is, is, is uh, what if or if, if only or you know some, some phrase like that um, apart from that post immediate period when he first arrived with us after Neil Harris had gone when we really did look to be motivated, we we had that fantastic burst of form and then the the classic 3-0 win at at Nottingham Forest before the whole um, of life shut down. Um, We seem to be going places. We've never really reignited from there for whatever reason, I don't know. What we have had under Gary Rower is bursts of rather um, average wins, although we could get successive wins together. So we'd have bursts of decent results, combined with bursts of dire results and dire form as well. So when we're we're good, we're we're, we're okay. And when we're bad, we're horrid, you know. Um, And I'd forgotten completely about the the periods of, um, you know, where we couldn't get get a goal, couldn't get a win. And then games like Coventry at the end of the COVID, the behind closed doors season where we got slaughtered 6-1. So that's very strange and um as much as you know I don't come here to damn Gary Rowett there have been problems for a while um whether those problems are realistic ones to have in our heads whether we are over expecting too much from a club that is up against um you know uh, millionaires and we we paupers I, I i don't know um do we have the savvy does the managerial team have the savvy to know where to go to replace him. It's going to be a big test. Big, big, big test. So it's going to be an interesting period going forwards there. Big thank you to Jim Hackett for his contribution and everyone, actually. I'm going to have a listen now to to Matt. Matt Richards, one of our show regulars. Have a listen to Matt.
7: Hi, Nick. Matt Richards here. Um, Yeah, I think I'm not going to go into why he's got or whether he should go. I think he's done a really, really good job. Um, But... I'm not desperately sad, um, because four years is a long time. Us as a fan base, we need to really think long and hard about what do we want um, from the club, because it, Harris wasn't doing, you know, he he was out of his depth. We're playing hoof ball. We're going down. We know we needed to have someone who could play more of a possession based game position based game means it's a, you need to be a bit more patient you know we're not going to go back to the 80s of Cascarino and, and showing them up front and flying wingers it's just not going to happen so we have to have a degree of patience and most new managers play like that um, so what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that whoever comes in to replace Rowett could be quite a similar type of manager and us as fans have got to get used to that. Because we could just hound out the next manager, you know, if we're not suddenly 2-0 up, um, within forty five minutes or something like that, or we you know, we draw a game or something. It's it's that's the way things are. Or if people would rather us go down a division and then, then we can play more more of the old type of football, more exciting football. Hoofing it up and um, more direct, then fine. But, you know, I think we just need to um, decide, not we, not me. I think I'm happy. I know I'd rather I have. I want us winning games. I don't really care. Um, but there's this group of fans that expect something which I don't think is actually possible with our budget um, in this division. And, uh, you know, I think there needs to be a serious... Right, there won't be a serious discussion about it because um, it will just whatever happened will happen. But um, I think and the, the new appointment is an absolutely critical one, probably the most critical one ever, because of how much money we've spent and the quality of the squad. And yeah, it's 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 a really tough one. We need to move on. Um, we've got we've got a chance to move on, um, but I think the whole club needs to be with it. We need to have the fans behind. Um, the new appointment, because I don't think the fans were ever fully behind about it. Um, Anyway, that's my two-penny Um Yeah, come on, your lines. Interesting,
4: thoughtful stuff, Matt. I, I do agree the modern game is one thing, and Mill, Millwall FC and the likes of you and me and the crowd that go there are slightly something else. I mean, you see it not just on the football field, you see it off the field, you see it um, in, in the general um, desires and expectations that we all have. Um, I mean, I, I've said it, and it maybe it's too simplistic a way to look at the game. I, I would accept it if someone within the sport said, you don't know what you're talking about, Nick. Um, but I I suppose my, my main ask... From Millwall FC is that I go there every was every fortnight, roughly speaking. Don't quite work out that way, but um, but I want to go there and I want to be entertained, and I think that's what Morrow was saying in his piece. I'm not advocating for Morrison, listeners. Don't get me wrong, but I do want to see some fast attacking football, and that's gonna be the that's gonna be the um, if you picked out, you know, uh. One thing, it's going to be that for me, you know, the, the, the drama of the den, and all that kind of thing. Maybe that won't sustain you over a league, uh, over a, a modern day championship. It probably won't. I'm just looking also as, as I'm talking, my attention was caught by Adam Barrett's gone on the club website um, doing like a video in the gym um, with the hard work, intensity, and desire as his three non negotiables, as he puts it here. I think Adam Barrett might fancy a go. Um, he's been there before I've actually um, followed all of Adam Barrett's games I think I was at the Leeds win I'm trying to think back and then I was did did we get beat at Brentford under Adam and then I think was it a draw with Watford I can't remember if that was at home or away I would have been at all three of Adam Barrett's uh, manager I'm like some kind of Adam Barrett groupie Listeners aren't I. Hard work intensive desire is Adam's non negotiables. It's interesting who's popping up on social media already. I take your point, Matt, about Hoofball. Neil Harris Hoofball will be found out at this level. So we can't expect that. And I am also willing to be I'm willing to be patient. I'm not willing to be bored of how the howdy combine that. I don't know. Don't know. Any road up listeners, that's enough of that. It's this talk to it's have a listen rather to Ben Anthony.
8: Well, listeners, uh, Ben Anthony calling in. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, that was a bit of a surprise. I didn't see that one coming. But looking at uh, the statement from the club and um, reading the, the, the words of, of James Berrelson and of Gary Rowett, uh, I, I agree with Rowett's words that, um, that the, the time... Was right for for both. I think both the club, the fans, and for Rowett himself, to for everybody to move on and uh, and have a fresh start. Yeah, it was it's it was interesting. I think it is a mutual termination. I know that word gets gets battered about quite a lot in football and um, is often seen as as code for being sacked. But I think actually uh, this does appear to be a mutual uh, agreement. The fact that Rowett's statement is included in the announcement uh, sort of suggests that. So, um, so yeah, fair play you'd have to say to Rowett for for stepping down um, when he didn't need to, and and fair play to James Berrelson for for making for allowing that to happen and making that decision. Uh, not an easy decision, I imagine. Um, yeah, so. I think, first of all, talking about Gary Rowett and his time at Millwall, you have to give him some credit. I think he's stabilised this football club over the last four years. We we were uh, kind of historically a yo-yo club between uh, that League One and and the Championship, and he's put a stop to that. We've we've been pretty consistently um, performing, as many people say, above our weight. In terms of budget, uh, and that's that's uh, worthy of credit. I think that um, four top half finishes in his time, and uh, but the problem, of course, was that we we would never quite manage to make that that step up into the playoffs, and the the by the looks of things, the football, particularly at home, had started to take a a, a downward turn a downward spiral and and perhaps a new new set of ideas a new voice um would could be the thing that, that changes that and and keeps us making progress which is what we've got to hope it's a bit of a gamble now but that is where we are um hopefully we can make the right call and we can get the right person in uh, and I think that's the, the the interesting thing about the statement. The statement said, or Rowett said, that the time was right uh, for him to move on. But uh, I think the timing is odd. At the end of a two-week international break, you'd think that if you're going to make that change, it would be at the start of the international break. I noticed that uh, Berylsen was actually over uh, for the last game. Um, he was at the Den and uh, yeah so when no announcement had been made i assumed that, that everything was staying as it was so i wonder if um if it's taken its time either negotiating a sort of severance package for rowett uh, that's possible um but or maybe behind the scenes there has been some discussion about a successor uh, and and maybe there would be some kind of a, an announcement Sooner rather than later, um, yeah, so the timing in terms of when it's been announced is interesting um, so yeah we'll have to wait and see on that one who that would be i don't obviously i don't know no, nobody knows that, but um a few names banded about uh, you, you'd have to think wilder is a is a, would be a great choice. I wonder whether we would be able to, to afford him or give him the budget that he would want. Uh, I, but I actually think, um, John Eustace, I think is a really interesting option. Uh, I'd be interested in, in, in him and seeing what he could bring. I thought he was, he was pretty screwed over by Birmingham and, uh, yeah, I think he could be a good fit for us. And the other person that, that keep mentioning is, is Kevin Muscat and you'd have to feel that, that he could do a job for us and would definitely get uh, the crowd back involved at the Den. So yeah, three really strong options there for manager. Um, please don't let it be fucking Neil Warnock. I just hope that doesn't happen. Um but yeah, so uh, in very very interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll be watching Saturday um, with great interest, and then of course there's the home game against Blackburn on the Tuesday. And uh, yeah, I'm wondering. I, I wouldn't be hugely surprised if a new manager was sat in the stands on Tuesday watching uh, watching the team. But uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, yeah, for, but credit to the club, credit to Rowett, credit to to the, the chairman. And, uh, yeah, full support for, for Adam Barrett uh, in the dugout against uh, Preston on Saturday. So, yeah, we move forward. Come on, you Lions.
4: New manager by Tuesday night is an interesting idea there, um, Ben. Yes, that's for sure. Um, don't know, don't know whether the the extent of the... Planning and the timing of it all has been um, you know, debated uh, ad infinitum. Or not. I'm just looking at a selection here. Um, Simon Moorcroft says that the timing isn't surprising given it was a mutual parting and not a sacking. With the timing of James Berrelson's appearance at the last home match, he thinks that negotiations must have started then and culminated now, which is about right. I mean, it would take a while to agree a severance package um, you know, you've seen all sorts of figures being banded around as to how much Rowett might have been entitled to, which uh, will be part and parcel of that, that conversation. Gary Rowett is immediately on the media round. He was on TalkSport this morning, apparently speaking well of us, well about us. Um, so he's going to get work. He, he's not going to go skint, dear listeners. Uh, Tom S. says he slept on it. The timing sucks, says Tom, unless we appoint Eustace today. Useless Eustace used to be a, uh, a cartoon strip in the Daily Mirror. Um, he also thinks that um a lot of the stick that Gary Rout got was out of order, criticising bad home form and dull tactics is legitimate, calling McCunt in public isn't. Um he's done right by us, that would be that would kill anyone's motivation. I'm with you, I'm with you there, Tom. I, I do think that um people go to extremes very, very quickly, um, in the football world. They always have done. Um it's magnified now by by social media. Um, and James Gibbons, one last one, James Gibbons says he's led to believe that both the board and Gary Rowett wanted out a few weeks ago. I uh, expect the time since has been negotiating the mutual agreement. He may also have wanted to stay until he could go out on more of a high and with the performance versus Hull City was better than usual. Yeah, to, to some extent, James, who who knows? Um, big few days ahead of us. I'm going to play us out of today's, uh, today's voicemail show now with one from Tony Monday. Um, who has been historically probably a um, a voice for Gary Rowett, whereas many many people have been against him um, you know, over over a longer period than recent times, so we're going to play us out now with Tony to see what Tony's got to say, big thank you to everyone today for sending in these, this, this uh, content at such short notice, I do appreciate it Hello Nick it's Tony
9: Bundy here, just thought I'd have my uh, two pennies worth on the yesterday's news um, um, I feel sad that he's gone it's a bit like when Kenny Jacket left uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not disappointed I'm just sad it feels like a good part of the club has gone and it's left uh, Kenny done a great job but when he went it was the time to go and I do feel the same about Rowett. It, Rowit Phil probably was time to go. Uh a bit like even with Neil Harris. He he done a great job, just like Kenny and Rowett, But when he went it was time to go and uh yeah, I think it sort of reached the end of the road. I think it probably happened at Norwich when the fans are calling him a cunt, um which I thought was totally out of order and wrong. Criticise the football, yeah, but the man's not a cunt, he's he's been brilliant for us he's progressed us moved moved us on um he's he's like kenny he's stuck with the fans like he's never criticized the fans when things have happened uh and all that and he's done a couple of marathons for millwall charities like the food hub and all. he's been part of the furniture and whatever anyone says he has moved us on and put us in a place like Kenny kept us up from division four and got us up to the uh division two um neil harris done the same he couldn't stop the rot from uh, all the way but got us back up stabilized us got us back up uh and he, he he went when it was he'd reached his thing and, and this is what he now done his bit and he's moved us up as well he stepped us up uh the next rung of the ladder i think the three of them If you look back over the 15 years, those three have done marvellous work for us. um, But yeah, he's gone, but time to go and say it has got a bit stout. And I think he reached his ceiling with his squad. I think he overachieved a bit, personally. Uh, We'd stopped progressing. And Although I don't think we were going backwards, but we're just not pushing on anymore um people saying he's been sacked and uh i think included a few on your podcast last night but it's clear in the statement it says that isn't right. Like, i think i'm paraphrasing but he said the words are something like like it all jobs uh i feel like it's the right time to go and he feels like it's the right time and it's it, i think it's commendable that he's done that um that people were saying about the timing, but I actually believe this was done a few days ago, at least, uh, because in the statement also it says an extensive recruitment um, is already underway. Um, so that makes me think that's been in place for a few days. Uh, I think they've probably just delayed the announcement to allow the, international, the players who has been away on international duty to come back, uh, and for the announcement and for him to say goodbye and all that. Um, looking forward, uh, am I excited? No, I'm apprehensive. Um, as I said, I think Raul is overachieved with his group of players. Uh, I don't think they're a, a top eight squad. Uh, so I think he's done well to get us eighth twice. I don't even think they're a top-half squad, if I'm honest. Like, look at the forward line. Tom Bradshaw, he's, he, he's, we like him because he runs his bollocks off, scores a few goals and all that, but he's not quality, is he? Uh, Nisbet, we've seen nothing of him so far, really. Um, and this is what we're doing. We're, we're surviving on scraps, and I think he's, that's why he's done a great job, because we can't. Li- Leeds have got an £80 million strike force. We just can't live with that. Um, and so we're struggling to bring players in of quality, and we can't pay the wages that these other teams are paying for. He's done really well, and this is why I'm apprehensive. He uh, obviously done a good job at Burton. He left Birmingham, in, he got sacked at Birmingham in sixth place. They've never finished above 17th place since. He gave them two top ten finishes and had them sixth. When they got sacked, they've never finished above 17th since. Um, went to Derby, got him in the playoffs, and he left of his own accord to go to Stoke. Stoke sacked him after, I don't know how many months, five months. Uh, they was in 14th, and they've never finished above 14th since he left. Uh, and this is what worries me. And, um, it seems like he can get a tune out of teams, even if it's not entertaining and it's not exciting It can get the maximum out of a team uh that's uh those stats that's how it looks to me uh and i'm just worried that whoever comes in won't be able to do that they may be a good manager um but i'm just a bit worried i'm a bit apprehensive that we are going to be sinking back to where we usually are. I mean, our average finishing position ever is probably 6th in Division 3, but I'd say over the last 20 years it's probably 18th, 19th, 20th in Division 2. Uh, Rowitz had eight, eight, nine, and 11. Um, well above our average. Four of our best ever finishes in our Street. Um, as I said, time to go, so I'm not saying that um i'm just sad that he's gone who's coming in uh people keep saying muscat but just because he kicked people up in the air when he was here and he's a millwall type player doesn't mean he's going to be a great manager i know he's doing something out in japan but it's a totally different ball game out there uh bills being mentioned He's done okay, and people saying, oh, he's no loyalty, but he he turned down Wolves from QPR, I and mean, then the Rangers' jobs just seemed a bit too big. Um, and who was the other one that's being met? I can't remember. I don't want Nathan Jones. He's, an, he's done okay at Luton. Yeah, he's been an absolute failure at Stoke and at Southampton, and he's an absolute lunatic. Um, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing. He's just... Uh, I think he just must have been a good fit for Luton so, um, so no I don't want him, useless. I wouldn't mind because I think he did a, quite a good job at, um, he worked his way up hasn't he? I think he did okay at Kidderminster I thought he did a great job keeping Birmingham up last year and he's had a little bit of money this summer and he's recruited well for Birmingham and that shows him where they are in the league at the minute um, there's other managers about, I've there's Richie Wellens, who's at Orient. I mean, he's had a few jobs, but he plays good football and that's his philosophy, and uh, he's got a good reputation. Maybe wouldn't mind him. Uh, but that's what I want. I mean, the new style of football is this quick transition. I think Blackburn are doing it. Um, but a lot, Most of the teams in the Champions Leeds are doing it. A Lo- lot of the teams in the Championship are playing this, like getting the ball and breaking quickly in numbers. I wouldn't mind a manager doing that, because we have been... Let's be honest, we haven't had, we haven't played proper attacking football since 2004. So people saying, oh, fuck, wow, it. like, it's boring. It's been boring, but you know what? It's been boring for the, even up the last 20 years. Um, so yeah, whoever we get in, it's got to be the right person. Uh, and yeah, just a little bit of a different philosophy. Uh, yeah, if we could just get some bodies forward and, and just get get the crowd going again. Um because it is true. I mean, as much as I'm a Rowit fan, uh, yeah, it's 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 not great. It's not great to watch. Sometimes it has been, but uh, the majority of the time, and I say 70% of the time, it's just like you know what, you can take it or leave it, and you think, oh fuck me, right. Like, you don't want it. I got to the stage I didn't want to score early because I knew if we scored early, we wasn't going to have much of the ball after that. Um, so yeah, we just need uh, need someone in with just a different different thing. Get the crowd going again. Get the crowd behind us. Uh, and that was it. Yeah. Um, well, another thing. So, say, the own record, our, our own record has been disappointing in the last like year or so, or maybe even like even more than that. Maybe our away away record has been better than I can remember in our history, like consistently over these four years. Uh, and I don't know it's the style of football that he's played and but it's worked away from home he just needed to find something that worked at home uh, I've waffled on a little bit um, but I hope he's got a, he'll get a job very quickly I imagine because it's that season now where they won't get the sack he'll get a good job somewhere pretty quickly and uh, I think he deserves it and he'll do well wherever he goes and uh, good luck to the man uh, cheers Nick
4: Nicely put, Tone. Um, I agree with um, large chunks of what you're saying there. I do wish Gary Rowett well. I think he has done a job for us and, and I do agree very much so with, with yourself and, and a few others actually over the course of this show and online that he just reached um, the kind of, what's the word, that's not glass ceiling but you know what I mean, he would reached the limit on where he can take this particular squad. Um, investment is going to be key. Uh, you've mentioned there about the the likes of Leeds and others that have the ability to play in tens of millions for players, eighty million, I think you said for a striker. Well, um, you know we, we don't have that, but it never will have that kind of, a, of ability unless some, you know, we get bought up by some um, petro state somewhere in need of a bit of sports washing. Um, that's you know unless that happens. I can't see us being able to play at that, that, that level. Um, we've said it already. Um, we just want to be a, a little bit more entertainment, I think. Whether that's too much to ask for in a modern game or not, I, I, I don't know. I was looking, Funny enough, you, you, you mentioned the the home form and the away form. Um, our home form, by Millwall standards, hasn't been brilliant. It hasn't been as bad as I think it maybe has felt at times. I think the quality of football has felt like a heavier weight on our shoulders than... The actual statistics. I was looking at the home and away tables. We we're no, by no means near the top of the home uh, league table, um, which maybe for Millwall is is seen as a bit of a shocker. But we're not. We're certainly not not down in the bottom the bottom um, slots. You know, it would be kind of middle for diddle, somewhere around average, higher or lower than middle, which isn't brilliant. I I take it, but it's. I think maybe it's felt worse than it actually has been. In many times. that That is reinforced by the end-league positions that, that we've mentioned many times. I'm just looking at Richard Corley, um, South London Press, just as I'm winding up the show, listeners. Interesting. Adam Barrett says it was a shock that Gary Rowett's departure, and it was a mutually agreed departure, not a sacking. I think last night when we recorded, it was very much in the immediate echoes of um, the announcement. So, um, no, I mean, I, 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 uh, I just want to second the fact that it was with mutual agreement, not a sacking. Um, but Adam Barrett says it was a shock. I wasn't expecting it when asked about mill development. It's been a bit of a whirlwind evening and morning. Um, he is pitching for it, and I don't blame him for so. This is a good thing to see. Ambition in a man is a good thing. Adam says, I'm my own man with my own ideas. Um, he also adds that injuries limit his selection options, and that doesn't add lots of prep time for the uh, lunchtime kickoff at, at Preston. Um, so, yeah, interesting, interesting times. Um, the other thing I just wanted to to add and that made me laugh it's been boring for 20 years (laughs) i looked at it that way so i think you're probably right there mate um so where 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 my delusion that we're going to get attacking football then has come from i I don't know maybe i'm ignoring the lessons of a lifetime spent following the lines i don't know anyway enough already listeners a really really big thank you to everyone that sent contributions into this show i really enjoy the the voicemail show if you do want to Contribute to to Aqdong Millwall going forwards. Um, you can uh, contact me via X Twitter. There's go to direct message. My messages are open, not for any of your personal problems. Don't send me those. I'm not like some people that say my messages are open for all your, you know, your, your issues out there. I, I've got enough of my own stuff going on. So um, anything Millwall related, do send me a voicemail message. It's in the bottom corner, of direct message. There's a little sound file symbol. Just press that and speak into your smartphone. Not directly into it though, just off of it. Like I said earlier on. Um, or if you've got my mobile number sent, you can WhatsApp me or you know, send it by text message or anything like that. Always good to hear from people. Huge thank you to everyone. Huge thank you to you too, dear listeners, for uh, tuning into these two rather emergency shows. I'm podcasted out for the day. Uh, but before I go... I'm going to give you the answer to our punditgames.co.uk question earlier on. The number one quiz, football quiz game. This relates to an elegant Spaniard who made his name at Valencia before going to Lazio for 47 million euros. Uh, and then finishing his career at Middlesbrough with four years on T side, including a League Cup win in 2004. This is through the, the, the 90s and 2000s. He finished up 2003 to 8 at Middlesbrough. Uh, then that player's name is a guys car mendietta mendietta was that player punditgames.co.uk is the number one football quiz game get it for christmas thank you for listening are dirty warm bye for now